Content warning for this episode. The movie that we talk about contains plot points centered on sexual harassment, and because it is a slasher, there is also extreme violence. If you're particularly sensitive to this subject matter, check the description for time codes. Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More. I am your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. <laughs> and this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. Uh, we've been having issues recording because I'm a dumbass, but that's fine. Not a dumbass. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Um, I'm just laughing because this is the fourth, third time that we started this. Yeah, it's so. been a start, start kind of recording session. Um. Anyway. Uh, anyway, this week... We watched uh, Stage Fright, which is a movie slap mu- musical slasher, sure. Uh, and uh, we're watching it because it's uh, October and it's spooky season, so we decided to watch something that was that had death in it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right. So okay. Uh, how we came about this? is that I was looking for musicals to sort of, I don't know, cover uh, quite a while ago and stumbled upon this when I, I don't know, I was looking through Amazon, I guess, and I was like, oh, okay, this is uh, weird. It's like a, it looks like a horror movie, but it's ha- it says stage fright, and so I'm like, okay, it definitely is like theatrical in some way. It's 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 very much camp horror. Yeah, camp, camp. I know, I know. <laughs> we'll talk about it. I've been thinking about camp a lot since I watched this. Um, but yeah, I it happened. Um, <laughs> I like my brain is shutting down now. Um, but. We haven't even started. I know. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I know. I was excited to watch it because it looked weird and crazy. And for a long time, in my mind, I completely forgot. I, I don't remember reading the synopsis, really. But I do remember always associating it with Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Which is apt. So, <laughs> great for me for retaining that somehow. Yeah. Um, this movie has, um, Mini Driver in it, Mm -hmm. uh, the incomparable Mini Driver, um, and also Brandon Uranowitz, Mm -hmm. who played, uh, Mendel in Falsettos in a role that is really not like Mendel from Falsettos. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) At all. Um, but I think this, this is 2014. Yeah. So. This is before. Before. Yeah. Um. Wait, their lead actress, the one that plays the daughter of Minnie Driver's character, um, she's in a, another, I guess, made-for-TV musical called Score, a hockey musical. <laughs> and at some point, I will watch it, and I will for sure make content out of it, <laughs> either through this podcast or on my YouTube channel, but best believe I will be watching and commenting on score a hockey musical oh meatloaf um is also in this meatloaf of well anyone will know who meatloaf is sure um but bad out of hell and 
So I will do anything for <laughs> But <laughs> and Rocky Horror Picture Show and yeah. a bunch of other things. So to to open the movie, we I swear this movie is just like it it tracks along a very similar path to uh Crybaby, but it's not it it doesn't hit Cry as hard as Crybaby hit me. Right. Like in like the back of my head with how just absolutely batshit everything was. But this this movie was not terrible. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> great. It, you're being so diplomatic. It was kind of bad. <laughs> I am a diplomatic person. Diplomacy is all I have in the world. I mean, I tried to be too, but this one was just... It was a mess. <laughs> and, like, it felt incoherent in a way that, like, I can't... Like, it's... Because I know it does follow... You know, the plot is simple enough. The music happens and the murders happen. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it felt, like, disconnected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think it's because it it was it was it was being very tropey, so it was hitting it was hitting all of the horror movie the classic horror slasher tropes sure. of like man in a mask and all of these kinds of things and uh someone you think is gonna be the main character gets murdered in the first ten minutes or something. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they they ripped that straight from like. <laughs> scream where yeah. like we're like oh drew barrymore of course he's in this movie and she's gonna be in it forever no psych she's the first kill yeah so it hits all the tropes but it never like you never it never commits fully to it being scary because it's always just teetering off the edge of weird sure so let's just talk about the movie so yeah, let's the, get into it. The, the, the movie opens with a man, he's running in an alleyway, and a masked uh, figure comes up and stabs him, and a woman runs in and sees that she's aghast with horror, and she screams out, no! It's, like, really fun and funny, and I was super excited when I saw that, because I thought, oh, this is this is the movie we are having. They're just gonna sing all their thoughts and feelings, and everything's gonna happen. Very like making fun of musicals in a way. Yeah, and I was super excited about that. And then it wasn't that because it was a show within a show, and then I was sad. Which is why I still say we need to watch Repo the Genetic Opera because I feel it will fill that void in you okay. <laughs> that has been created by this movie. Um, but. We, uh, so we have this opening shot of this woman, um, and we get the reveal that it's on a stage, and Mm -hmm. it's kind of a play on Phantom of the Opera Mm -hmm. called The Haunting of the Opera. Mm -hmm. They really stretched it far, that one. put so much effort (laughs) to make it clever and stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, but we come to reveal that she's actually, um, a rising starlet. This is the the one played by Minnie Driver, Kylie Swanson. Mm-hmm. And she is currently on her way to um stardom potentially Broadway. And she has two kids who I think are twins. 
not sure. They seem to be about the same age when they grow up. Mm. But her daughter uh, seems to be the one most interested at the time in following in her mother's footsteps. Her mom signs a picture of herself because her daughter asks for her autograph in a really cute way. Mm -hmm. And they sing this little um, ditty theme. I think it's something like, once you... Find your song to sing, sing with all your heart, or something like that. I don't know. Oh, oh, it was um, all the world's a song to sing, sing with all your heart. Something yeah, like that. Sure. But um, it seems to be a thing that they shared um with each other, and the daughter goes off to have a little spin on the stage, and she's kind of like reveling in her potential imagined audience's applause mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the mom, we get introduced to her producer while her kids are there. Um, her producer is Meatloaf. Yeah. Um, and apparently she's in some kind of relationship with him. Uh, but once the kids are gone and the producer is gone, uh, the masked figure comes into the room and begins to like feel her up. And she seems pretty accustomed to it because she's like, "Oh, we can't do this here. Yeah. Oh, he's Not- still here or whatever." Yeah. yeah. And then it stabs her just like wrecks her wrecks herself <laughs> like right in the throat right yeah that was, that was <laughs> terrifying <laughs> i i literally wrote yikes all caps <laughs> right in the throat question mark <laughs> camp who camp rock who <laughs> yeah like stabs her in the throat and then leaves it in her mouth and it's like extreme and then we cut to 10 years later yeah it's like Okay, cool. Bye, Mini Driver. I guess yeah. <laughs> that was that was you yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Um. So you cut to ten years later. The 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 daughter and son are grown up. Meatloaf has not aged a day, and uh, we are at this camp, mm-hmm. and you know, because all classic slasher movies happen when people send their kids to camp. Sure. So of course they're at a camp. Yep. But it seems to be a musical theater camp type things so all these kids arrive mm-hmm. on a school bus and <laughs> it was, I, I remember this distinctly because I was like oh it's this kind of movie because all of these kids are on a bus and then one looks out the window sees the sign for the camp gets out a pitch pipe oh, right. and <laughs> blows it and all of the kids gather to attention and start singing in unison like oh god yeah. we're here, uh, <laughs> we're here. We're finally here. That part is gets stuck into my head. It was stuck in my head this entire morning. Or I was just like randomly like, We're here, we're here and I was like, No, shut up. I don't want this <laughs> But yeah, no, this this song goes on for a bit because it they sing it and then there's an in between and then they do the reprise of it and then there's an in between and then there's the finale of it. I was like, Oh, this song's really long. Yeah, it's like seventeen minutes long. <laughs> it's kind of like, um so there's a pop up girl a musical pop up girl episode that um there's a middle sort of a middle part where it's the same song three times from three not different perspectives, but three different groups of people. I don't know, whatever. And it happens. So it, this song happens for like what feels like half an hour, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like that. And 
like I'm like we don't need all three versions of this. The the first would have sufficed. You yeah. would have been like, okay, fine, we get the point. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, the purpose of the song is to introduce like these are musical theater kids, sure. and you have to understand that they are the outcasts of sure. society, even yeah. in their own family. Like, <laughs> yeah, the one who's like, um, I got bullied. Yeah, I got bullied for singing um, Stephen Sondheim rhymes yeah. or something. And then someone was like, oh, bullies suck. And he's like, no, that was my dad. <laughs> it was really stupid. I love it. Uh, it was it, it was fun. but um. And then they sing, like, I'm gay at some bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the guy who's like, I'm gay, but in a heterosexual ha- way. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gay, but I just mean happy, by the way, because I'm very straight. <laughs> And I will make sure to mention that at every as, turn. As he's clutching three women to yeah. his leg. He's like, I'm so very straight. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, I'm actually gay, so. Yeah. <laughs> but then everyone is like, we're all gay. And I'm just like, true. Mm-hmm. I suppose. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Cut to the kitchen. Yeah. Where we see the kids now grown up. Yeah. They are the cooks in the kitchen. Apparently, the camp is a product, the idea of the producer who has been taking care of them after their mother died. Yeah. Which I don't understand if they have, like, no other relatives because he, Same. he's, he, he's, it's very clear he's not their father very yeah. early on. Yeah. So I say, why did he get custody of these children? I had that same question much more later, but like, yeah, at this at that time, I was like, oh, maybe they're just close to him and didn't necessarily live with him forever. I don't know, because I also assumed she must have had like a sister yeah. or a cousin or someone who has the same blood, but I guess not. But yeah, the the kids. Who by this point, I mean, they looked about between 8 and 10 when we started initially. So I'm guessing they're like maybe 18 ish mm. now. Yeah. Um, so they are the cooks in the kitchen because apparently there's no other staff in this place apart from his indentured servant children. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I was the another staff person. Yeah, that's literally the. Well, we have Joel. Oh, does he count? I guess I think so. Oh, they do mention hillbillies in the song, so apparently there are. We see one hillbilly and the, like custodian. Dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 mention. Oh God, this movie is just full of tropes. It's so tropey. Mm. I can't. Um, but. Yeah, they've decided that the show that they're going to do this year, which apparently they've been doing a show every year for the last 10 years, mm. the show they're going to do this year is the revival of The Haunting of the Opera. Right. Which is <laughs> a very similar premise to another horror movie called The Gallows. It's very bad. Um and it's like, um, in the same vein, like they had this play, and then someone within the play died on yeah. stage or something. And so the school was like, you'll never put this show on again. And then 20 years later, they're like, we're putting this show on again. And then people start dying. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's that is also a trope that I've I've seen it like in like episodes of stuff. I'm pretty sure there was an episode of like, "Are you afraid of the dark?" or something that was like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's 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 so common. It's like a terrible thing happened here. 30 years ago, and now we're going to reenact the thing. It's like, can you not? This is how people die. <laughs> In every single version of this story, people die. Stop it. But, um, yeah, they're going to revive the haunting of the opera here at the camp. And as soon as the kids hear that, the brother's like not having it. He's immediately upset. But the the girl is like who has kept the picture of her mother in like a locker in the kitchen. Yeah. It's like maybe this is my chance. Maybe maybe this maybe it it means something. Sure. Yeah. Cosmically. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I will sing like you and blah blah blah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so the auditions start to happen. Um and it, is there anything that happens? No. Um, the auditions start to happen, and it is a typical audition setup. We don't get to see any of the other kids' auditions except sure. for one. Sure. Kind of. I think, because, okay, so, yeah, as the auditions are happening, when she decides she's going to do it or whatever, uh, she goes to the line, or, like, to sign up or whatever, and Joel's like, no, you don't live on this camp as a camper. And she's like, yeah, I'm in Camp 24. I'm in Camper, the whatever, Bunker 24. And he's like, mm-hmm. And he looks very serial killery, <laughs> but obviously that's a red hair. He just looks creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's, when in the, in the shot of the cafeteria when they were announcing it, everyone was cheering and he was the only one who was sitting down, yeah. like, looking really dour. That's like, we're meant to look at him, obviously. He's the yeah. he's the he's the J D. He's the like the the, the dark one. Yeah. He's the whatever. <laughs> I don't know the way to put it. Um but yeah, and he's apparently like tech. Mm-hmm. But um he does this I still I'm trying to figure out how he does this thing where he's sitting at the table and she leaves. Oh, and, and then he's in front of her? Yeah. Same. I think the same. I don't know how he did that. <laughs> it's so weird because it's not like she was walking extremely slowly. Yeah. And I don't know if he was, like, mapping where she was going, but he got to the back of the line. <laughs> yeah. Before she did. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they... They, like, talk through it because she's like, I can't let you do this. And she's like, well, if you let me go in, I'll owe you one. And I will say, I don't, I haven't seen this um, particular actress who plays Camilla in Mm. anything before. I'm trying to figure out how good she is because. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I haven't, no, she's not really good because I've seen her in one other thing. Um, Earlier this week, I watched. I don't, it's like a psychological thriller where she plays like the antagonist and she's supposed to be like psychotic and she has this weird like infantilizing thing about her where she like sort of makes herself sound like a kid Yeah. and like even in that role where she's meant to be this like badass bitch, she's still like, 
I'm like, um, a badass bitch. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and I mean, I know in like in that movie, she's meant to be like, be suffering from some mental illness because they always are in t- made-for-TV movie psychological thrillers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't think she is that. Like, <laughs> like there there are two scenes in the movie where i like believe her performance and we'll get to them but um right now when she is doing the whole i'll owe you one thing she comes across as fairly naive and shy which i mean if you've been in a camp for 10 years i would assume um Mm -hmm. you don't get out much (laughs) sure um but she gets to do her audition um at the end and brandon uranowitz i forget what his uh (laughs) Her name is. I was like, and I think uh, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, RT, 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 and the uh, don't remember, but his um, assistant director or something, yeah, stage manager, there, mm-hmm. and his stage manager are watching her audition, and RT seems immediately entranced. And like the audition song kind of has the same, like few notes as Angel of Music. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes like something like na 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 and then into something else, but that's almost like <laughs> Angel of da, 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 da. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, oh okay. They're not subtle. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 they're not subtle whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they didn't subtle. try to like make it clever even. I wish they tried Okay, we'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, yes. Also, I, I, I don't know how common it is to audition with a song that you're going to potentially be singing. I know we did it. Yeah, for In the Heights, but that was, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not really the most common thing. However, yeah. Um, I guess there's really no time uh, for her to accumulate sheet music or whatever. Yeah. But, she sings and Artie's entranced and the girl who was auditioning before knows that she's not a camper, goes and gets the producer director um of the camp person mm. Meatloaf. Goes and gets Meatloaf mm. and <laughs> brings him into the room and interrupts the thing and he's like, Your mother's role? He's like, You said she would be proud. I was yeah. like Disgusting! <laughs> like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> Who wrote this? Honestly. Uh, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> truly, not a great movie. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, at this point, I think I wrote, uh, so, psycho-seeming Joel is a stalker, phantom style, because he just happens to be every freaking where that Camilla is. Yeah, and also he was singing in the, in the back ground of her audition kind of right, thing. Right, in the same like, yeah. vein he, he, was, he was singing an unknowing duet with her. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very phantom. It's like, he was like, um, I've waited so long to be close to her, and now he, looking at Artie, seems interested, and I won't let him take her from me, and it's like, so you're yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, they're like very much trying to be like, Please believe us. This is the murderer. <laughs> I promise you, he is. Like, and I'm they... like, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> I'm stupid, but not that much. Like this one in particular. And then it's like, oh, also, let's 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 get 
serious for a moment because the style of show that they decided to revive this oh, into Jesus. yeah they they decided that they're going to take this classically um european looking style if the original zay seems to be so yeah this, they're gonna do it in a, a japanese kabuki mm-hmm. i'm like hey how all of these <laughs> white children like there is not any station anywhere yep this is not and it's gonna be japanese okay yeah it, like it's so unnecessary <laughs> but i don't know i don't know what necessarily they're making a comment on there i feel like there must be a point outside of this just yeah. being a joke for them to like have decided to make that joke you yeah. know what i mean like there must be something they're basing it off of and making fun of yeah i don't know what it is mm-hmm. but i'd like to believe that that's the case and not that they're just like oh what if it was like japanese because <laughs> if that's the case yikes <laughs> truly a yikes but um the 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 roles um after she auditions um and Archie is like look do you want to have the best show possible let me direct let me deal with it and so the roles get posted and we see another girl and Camilla are both playing uh, the main role Sophia yeah um and it's like Okay, so there are dual leads. That ends well mm. anytime that's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I will say it didn't get, it didn't end the way I thought it would. But because when I initially saw the dual roles, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I had an idea. And then we get, after this, we get the first hint of the villain. Because he is, has all of these rows of pictures of all of the. I don't know where he got that from, but he has but, yeah. all the pictures <laughs> of the campers that are going to be in this play yeah. stuck on a wall, and he's like in costumes screaming to himself. Yeah. Himself. It's like those scenes whenever they cut back to them, Yeah, it's so jarring. <laughs> like it feels like it's extracted from a very different movie. Yeah. Like very different things are happening in those scenes. <laughs> And it's just, it's so, uh, I hate it. Not a fan. We get to see that um, Camilla's picture of her mother um, has been vandalized after she's um, spoken with her brother. Her brother is very against her being in this place. Like, you don't want to get involved in these weird musical theater people's stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you don't. (laughs) Honestly, you don't. Specifically these people. Musical theater people, awesome. I love them. I'm one of them. But these ones, ooh. <laughs> Actually, not all of them, to be honest. They're, they all seem pretty fine. It's just, like, the director, Joel, who just happens to be there all the time. <laughs> you know, those people, not so much. But yeah, someone has vandalized the, 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 the last uh, gift that her mother gave to her, which is, sure. like... Very much a tragedy. Like, yeah. you don't do that to mm-hmm. somebody. Like, no matter what, you don't, like... It's unnecessarily cruel. She yeah. tries to clean it off, but the picture rips. It's just... 
It's sad. It's so very sad. sad. Yeah. Um, but we start the rehearsals process. And the guy said, the director says, off book by Thursday. <laughs> he said, you should be off book by Thursday. I'm like, this is your first meeting. <laughs> what? I was, yeah, I wrote, off book by Thursday, all caps. This is their first meeting, no? Also, that was their whole meeting, because that <laughs> ends up being their whole meeting. Um, what do they even do at this camp? Because that was their first meeting, and he was just like, Hey, you got your roles, that's awesome, be off book by Thursday. Meeting adjourned. And it's like, you're not going to do anything? No <laughs> table read? No... <laughs> You're not gonna like try and block one scene. I don't know. Figure something out. Like at least the like trust building exercise. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anything at all. And they're just like, no, it's fine. Go do something else. I guess. But um, yeah, uh, Camilla in that meeting though, she notices that uh, the hands of the other girl who was playing Sophie, who I need to give her a name. What is her name? Liz. Um. <laughs> She she has slightly red hands, mm-hmm. so she's probably the one that vandalized her mother's picture in there, sure. the immediate tension. There was before, but now it's definitely, like, on. Yeah. <laughs> now it's both, it's two-sided. Yeah. On the, initially, it was just Liz and um, Camilla, and now it's Camilla at Liz as well. Yeah. So both of them are trying to be the main Sophia because there is this thing, this thing, but a Broadway producer is going to come to the first night of the show. There's going to be multiple nights, I'm guessing, but the first night, the opening night, is when one of them needs to be the main Sophia so that they can be scouted because um, apparently there's this thing where talent scouts come to the camp and they scout, um, they recruit a person, yeah. and they get to go on to Broadway or something. So Camilla decides she wants that real bad. Like, her life sucks, and she wants to follow her mom's footsteps and succeed where she did not get a chance to, so she's going to get on Broadway. Yep. And Artie is gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey babe, wanna make him the business? Gotta suck my dick. It's that's just his yeah whole thing. Like he comes into her dressing room. Is it her dressing room? Um, he goes to show her her dressing room and or his. I don't actually know who it is, but he has like like martinis prepared mm. and like cozies up to her and like kisses her with no pretense. And I'm just like, ew, ew. Yeah, Brandon, why did they do this to you? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he plants a huge surprise kiss on her, and it's just like, no, leave her alone. <laughs> She's like 12 in the mind. Ew, <laughs> I don't like this. It, it's basically, it, it's not stated at first, mm-hmm. but it's like, if you want to be the main Sophia, you have to do some some things to yeah. and with me. Which I'm guessing is meant to be like a, a, a like reflection on the industry and sure. like how women are first forced into these positions. Yeah. Um, unnecessarily, but it it, it mostly just came across as like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, they try things. Do they work? We don't know. <laughs> Actually, we do. They don't. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, what else? Yeah, I just wrote, also, yikes, to sexual harassment. What a dick. Yep. And For some reason, I wrote poor brother. Uh, oh, the brother's, like, left to have to work all alone. Yeah, right. because okay. she, she, she starts to go to rehearsals more frequently, and then... Mm. He was like, so who's going to pick up all of these shifts now that you're doing the rehearsals? And she's like, you are. Yeah. It's like, there's two staff here. You're one of them. Yeah. Now he's the only one. This yeah. is impossible. There's like 60 kids out there. Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Don't make him do everything. Like, I get you. You're a lead role and whatever. But like, at least they could have gotten someone to help him. Meatloaf should have figured it out. I mean, he's too busy getting all of those foreclosure papers. Yeah, being like, oh no, can't pay the rent. He's like, foreclosure, bill due. It's like all of these stamped papers that really no one stamps papers like this, but sure. They're meant to show how desperate the situation is. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And he's like trying to call people and is like just put it put on refer or something. It's like Yeah. So he's majorly struggling and needs the needs the play to go off. Yeah. But uh it's just it's the whole thing and meanwhile Camilla is going through a mild mild hell. <laughs> but um it gets to a point where uh, they're practicing a scene with the person who's going to be the Phantom. Right. The Phantom. It's not the Phantom. It's called the Opera Ghost. The Opera Ghost. Whatever. <laughs> I, I must refer to it in the correct terms. Because <laughs> this is not Phantom of the Opera. It's the Haunting of the Opera, and he is the Opera Ghost. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Opera Ghost and Sophia where he's meant to, like, come from behind and, like, hold her. Yeah. And he just cannot figure out what to do with his hands, which mood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, hey, Artie, why don't you demonstrate it on me? And gets Artie to, like, feel her up and then yeah. gets the other girl, to Liz, to take a break while she gets to practice as the main Sophia now because, meanwhile, she's been sitting on the sidelines. What I love, though, about that scene is because they do that that holding thing a bunch of times. They're like, okay, again, because that was awful. And then um, the guy who's playing the opera ghost, his name is Sam, mm-hmm. and he says, um, I'm attracted to women, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who are you defending? I know. It's like, no one one thought any different, my guy. What's going on? Like, since you sang it in the song, like, 30 minutes ago, (laughs) I have not questioned you. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. (laughs) They, They were singing this song. Over uh, and over and <laughs> over and over. And <laughs> it goes on for so long. Every time they want to show that they're rehearsing or want to show the play itself, they have only one song. They have maybe two songs in that entire play that we know of. Yeah. And that's the one where, you know, Oh 
happens <laughs> so often. In the beginning, right, when uh, Minnie Driver's singing, after that no, this is the song that she sings. In the audition, after that Angel of Music bit, they sing this song. In the rehearsal montage, they sing the song. I'm pretty sure at the end, too, when they're actually having the play, they sing this song. It's like they wrote five songs for this this uh, movie, and they're like, putting on a show they're probably gonna sing this song over and over again <laughs> it's okay if we do too no it's not this is not no okay anyway we'll get to it <sighs> the thing is that wasn't even the song i was referring to i was Which talking one? about the opening night song <laughs> when they oh, well, when they play all day da, 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 yeah, da, that one preparing for opening night it was Ugh. just gonna bring up another case of they're singing exactly what they're doing <laughs> but in this case though it's they're singing what they're doing but it's also a song within the show i think yes but we don't know that at yet. the time yes so, at the time we don't know that that's true because when i first heard that i'm like oh they're literally have the books open and they're like we slave all day preparing for opening night yep all right <laughs> sure and they have like a little timer that keeps going by like oh my god in like 26 days and like 13 days yeah like, good i wonder if those numbers were references like 13 and like 28 and like because they're like 28 days later and it's like oh. Friday 13 i don't remember what numbers that actually flicked on the screen i have to check that again actually i don't have to i don't want to watch this movie <laughs> Yeah, uh, neither do I. I was actually gonna, cause I was gonna rewatch it yesterday, mm-hmm. so just to have it fresh in my mind for when we record. But I quickly decided that was not gonna be the case, cause I was just like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't actually, I don't really want to put myself <laughs> through that again. So it was, it was, it was like I was telling um, Leah that my internet cut out when I was watching the movie. I was like, I don't think like. Fate, destiny wants me to watch this movie. Honestly, because <laughs> my internet is pretty good. Where it just suddenly just cut out, just quit. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, I can't stream this. Like, you don't know what you're doing to me. Yeah. Get to was it the day before opening night? During, oh, sorry, um, there is another line that I really loved and made me laugh. Yeah. Um, I think this is somewhere in the middle of the rehearsal montage. Yeah. Um, the antagonist girl, Liz, is talking to, I guess, her friend who we don't really get to see or talk to or see her do anything. And she's like, she doesn't even go here. Um, <laughs> she doesn't even go here. Um, I don't know why I'm talking, why I'm even talking to you. Uh, you're just an alter. <laughs> and I went, like the offense the indignation the audacity the nerve the nerve well okay so i am a soprano right Uh uh-huh and so i've said this before so uh, for those who don't necessarily pay attention to vocal parts but i'm assuming if you listen to this podcast you do but if you don't for whatever reason um the equivalent sopranos are the equivalent of like leos whereas like people are like oh they're big-headed they think they're so cool they think they're the best at everything and like this is that (laughs) 
Liz is that. And I'm like, I am a soprano and I don't do these things. <laughs> Stop it. Stop perpetuating this narrative, I guess. What? But yeah, it was still funny. It, it it was I, I do remember that distinctly. I remember the face that the other girl made afterwards. She was like what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Thought we were friends. But um yes. Also I wrote why are kids operating power tools? Oh right, because it, <laughs> it has this one kid they keep cutting back to this one particular kid and he's like first he's like just hammering stuff and then yeah. he has a drill, and then he has a power saw. And it's like, ooh, escalation. <laughs> yeah. I guess they need to show that they have them, but escalation. This kid looks 12. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> ooh, what if he, like, accidentally chops off his arm? <laughs> Are you insured? Oh, man. But it's, um, it's it's very good. And then we, in, in the montage, we see, like, um, Camilla and Artie getting closer, I'm guessing, like, artificially closer, but, like, Camilla's like, whatever I have to do to maintain the part. All the while, Camilla's been asking, so who's gonna be Sophia on opening night? And Artie's, like, not saying at all. Yeah. It's just, like, such a dick. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's trying to milk as much sexual favors as he can from both of them. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> So gross. He's so loud. Uh, <clears throat> but nevertheless, so it comes to the the one before opening night, and Artie and Camilla are doing. Oh, and we also see during this montage that um, Joel's been a peeping. Just uh. Yeah, he's been he's been phantoming the yeah. hell out of this. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh, they also show the custodian who seems to look evil for some reason. I mean, I guess he's suspect number two, because they've only given us one at this point. Does he even have lions? No, he just, like, sort of appears and looks at the kids like he hates their living guts, (laughs) and then just, like, leaves the stage or whatever. He's got, like, the classic, like, wears, like over overall kind of things and like long scraggly gray hair and like a square face and yeah. like so it's like uh, uh, trope <laughs> i mean yeah and at this point i think it was like half an hour to like 40 minutes in and i was like okay half an hour in and only one death i was promised multiple <laughs> But, like, almost as if the movie heard me, we leap into, I guess, the night before where um, Artie gets murdered. Because uh, Artie and Camilla, as I was saying, getting closer. And Artie's like, okay, we're going to bang tonight. And Camilla's like, um, like, this is all fine, but, like, maybe we should wait until, you know, after opening and then we'll have something to celebrate. Hmm. And... Artie is like, well, you know, I've been trying to figure out if you had the makings of the one to do opening night. It's like, I guess not. And starts to leave. It's like, I hate you. (laughs) Which made me sad because then I did write, Camilla's struggle with trying to be the lead where as the director exploits, gaslights, and manipulates her is sad and horrifying, to be honest. (laughs) 
that's like the one thing where I'm like, I don't know, like I'm compelled by this, but I don't know how much of it is like you really making a point and how much of it is like just a joke to a point because like it is played off for laughs yeah but like yeah i don't know i don't know how much of it was like we're making a comment on society and yeah how much of it is just like this is a shitty thing that like directors sometimes do let's make a joke out of it because it it you know it fits in with yeah. the whole i don't know theme i will say though that he, it 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 happens she, they don't like have sex with any dubious consent or anything because sure. um, Camilla hears something after she calls Artie back in she hears something and it kind of disrupts her and then she realizes that he was never going to like say whether or not he was literally just using her and she yeah. leaves and he gets punished for his wrongdoing so like yeah. punished by death but punished nonetheless sure because <laughs> He gets his um the, the 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 creepy metal screaming phantom, opera ghost. Yes. Um, from underneath the somewhere with the pictures, mm-hmm. um, makes an appearance. Um, his mask is very similar to the mask that they have for the actual play, but mm-hmm. it's scratched up and like uh, more angular. And it was like yeah. Who has the time? <laughs> was it like the first draft that they discarded or something? I don't know. <laughs> but they have um, on a slightly more menacing version of the opera ghost mask, the kabuki opera ghost mask, and are wearing the costume. And Artie gets um, his shit kicked and he gets his foot severed yeah. by a wrench. I didn't really look at that part because it just made me super uncomfortable. And I was like, dude, just jump off stage before it happened. But he just let it continue on to murder him, I guess. Yeah, he, he his his desperation to get off. Like, he, he goes for a box of swords. So you have a box of swords marked swords. And I don't know how that's going to help you. Mm. Although I will say they did a good job of establishing that that was there early on because we have seen that box before. Sure. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure one day they were like, how's he going to try to defend himself? Um, stage swords. Okay, so we need to have an establishing shot of the stage swords. So just put them over there. And yes. <laughs> but um, he goes for a box of swords. Like, really it makes no sense he gets murdered by a light bulb <laughs> I wrote, oh my god what a wild death light the light bulb fam <laughs> like we would describe how he dies in more detail but honestly just watch the thing because it, it makes no sense yeah i mean i don't but if you feel so compelled <laughs> I guess. I'm pretty sure anyone who listens to us immediately goes and watches the thing that we talk about. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to, though. And also, at this point, I wrote, more songs, please, because we'd heard nothing mm-hmm. um, in a while. Um, the universe hears your cry and obeys. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> we wake up to the next morning and we find out that there's been an accident with Artie. And 
everyone just keeps saying there's been an accident. It's like, Artie's fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was murdered. And then they're like, um, they're all like, okay, well, I guess we have to like go home or whatever. And they're trying to uh, get the phone to sort of tell their parents, I guess. I don't know. And Meatloaf's like, no. <laughs> well, no, he, he goes in to call the sheriff. Sure. Because I think... It's like, okay, there's been an accident. Everyone, just calm down. We call the sheriff, and then we'll call your parents, and everything will be fine. And he goes in to call the sheriff, and he starts dialing the number, stops, and then the phone rings, and it's the Broadway. Oh, right, yeah, the producer dude. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, he's a producer, right? I think so. Is the, he someone? He He's someone. Is he actually someone? He's someone. Okay. No, like, Let in, me, in, in, the real, in the real world? Yeah. Oh, no, he's not actually someone. <laughs> He's just a um he's an actor. Okay. Um James McGowan. Um uh, oh, okay. playing three. But um no, he he um he is uh like a Broadway recruiter kind of sure. thing. Like maybe you're looking pretty sad enough. But um he finally calls him back. He's been trying to get him for weeks and he finally calls him back at this moment and is like, Okay, um so what is it you're calling me about? Oh, you're reviving this play. All right. Oh, Kabuki, that's a riot. I mean, whatever. They're white. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, just like the it tracks the cultural appropriation of it yeah. all. It's like oh, whatever. But he's like eight o'clock tonight. All right, I'll be there. Mm. And so immediately all thoughts of doing anything that makes sense in the world leave his mind. He doesn't call the sheriff. Um, Camilla uh, in this time has been speaking with um, her brother. Her brother's like, I don't know why you got involved in this. It's like, I'm leaving this place, like, honestly. And Glenn's like, you know what? You're kind of right. All of this is crap. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you. Honestly, yeah. But this was—I think this was before she found out that Artie was dead. Maybe. Um, and then she enters in just after, um, her meatloaf, the semi-father, uh, receives that call from the Broadway producer person. Yeah. And he's, she's like, I'm moving out with uh, what's her brother's name? <laughs> Buddy. Sure. <laughs> I'm it's like me and Buddy are moving out and he's like So the show <laughs> Yeah. He's like, You need to do the show, at least opening night or whatever. Yeah. Um 'cause at that point he'd sold the show as Camilla, the daughter of the original yeah. Sophia or whatever. Yeah. Um, is going to be repri like going to be reprising the role of her yeah. mother or whatever. And so, you know, that's part of the selling point to the Broadway producer. And so he's like, no, you can't fuck off. You're the lead. <laughs> it's like, but he, uh, no, but he was never going to pick me. And then he just straight up lies to her. It's like, no, Artie told me personally that he is going to pick you as the lead. It's like, he never fucking told you anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I see. Now you're very manipulative. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And so she, she just kind of has like a moment where she's like, um... Maybe one night wouldn't be bad. Like she just it ticks over in her head, and then he yeah. he goes outside to quell the masses, yeah. who are like, uh, so is the sheriff coming? Like we need to go home. We just call our parents. Like 
the the director's dead. Like there's an accident. I need to go home. Yeah. So Edward Twins is like, no, the show must go on. <laughs> and then some kid is like, isn't it like wrong to sing and dance when someone just died? <laughs> and he's like, no, <laughs> not in the theater. And um, I don't know. They do the song where somewhere in the middle they take the tune from Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Just like the da na 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 na. Oh, okay. I don't know whether I don't know whether or not they had any other musical references in there that I missed, but in terms of that song specifically. But yeah, the Jesus Christ Superstar part, I was just like, oh, okay. Also, I wrote this slam poetry intro, the borrowing from other musicals. I love it. And that <laughs> I I love bits and pieces of this movie, but mostly not so much. Also, um immediately after that song, he unplugs the phone line. Right, yeah. He's <laughs> like, like nobody's telling anybody. <laughs> I've convinced these babies that they're going to perform. Also, there's one phone in this entire place. Like, yeah. this is 2014. Oh, Does yeah. no one have a cell phone? Right, right, yeah, that's true. Like, is, is, is it, like, a thing where they confiscate their cell phones? Like, But that wasn't necessarily established. <laughs> so I think maybe they just forgot. <laughs> that people who send their kids to camp are going to give them cell phones. <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't give them cell phones. <laughs> but anyway, at this point, I was wondering, is it the brother? Because I literally <laughs> wrote, is it the brother? And then, I don't like the main girl, aka Camilla. Mm. I think I decided at that point that I didn't like her. I mean, I mean, I think, oh, I did mention there were two scenes where I believed her. One of the scenes where I believed her was in the scene with um, the last scene with Artie, mm-hmm. um, when she got disturbed by the thing and her hands just reflexively went to her chest. Yeah. That is one moment where I actually, like, believed, believed her. her performance. Right. So it was like, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that you would do. It's like, uh, can we stop? Yeah. Um... But, so, in the epitome of the show must go on-ness, um... The, the uh, I swear this entire movie is Oi, that weird closeted thread because at this point the show does go on mm-hmm. and it's opening night and um, Sam and the stage manager guy make out for a brief second oh right or like what, they flirt or something what 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 happens is I he they're backstage getting ready and the stage manager who's been put in charge of the show now right. um goes back and he touches um Sam Sam on the arm mm-hmm. and they look at each other and it's intense for a moment as I and then the show goes on. Oh right, okay. <laughs> and then Yeah, because um, that's when I wrote the closeted thread is still going on. Okay, cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. And then um it comes the making out happens later after he comes on stage off stage oh, for the first right 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 yeah because the first um, scene where he's in half is that he comes off stage and the stage director is like you did great like, you did a good job and he yeah. just raps and like, makes up and was like okay 
All right. Could this not have happened after the show? All right, sure. Well, go it, off then. It, it couldn't have. I mean, in, with, in their minds, they don't know if they're going to be murdered or whatever. I just realized they killed the gay. <laughs> they did the thing. They killed the gay? It, it's a trope where if there's like a gay character or a gay couple that's been established, sure. one of them dies. Oh, I see. So it, it's the whole thing of... Um, kill your gays okay. where like no gays can be happy sure, so I'm okay. just like <sighs> oh well they did that <laughs> um, and then I also wrote everyone is so sweaty <laughs> I mean no it gets real I was so happy when everyone was sweaty I was like <laughs> not even joking I was like it's so hot yeah. <laughs> under lights I was like it is. <laughs> I was just like, oh, realism, okay. It's like, they're sweaty, they're sweaty because A, it's hot under the stage lights, and they're sweaty because B, everyone's anxious because no one's told any of the parents that are arriving that, hey, you know, the actual director is dead, he died yesterday. And here we are, on the show, yeah. And and we can't, we're not allowed to tell you, so, um, sure, (laughs) I just, I, I... It's so stupid, yeah. but I just loved that they were all sweating yeah. for potentially various <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. I was just—it was just something that caught me off guard. I was like, "Oh my god, everyone is is sweating." <laughs> like, I mean, I know that happens to me when we're doing a show, or whatever, because we're dancing or whatever, and then we have to go off stage, and also generally the uh, building or the hall or whatever that we perform in tends to be hot anyway, so it's just like a triple whammy. <laughs> so there's that. Anyway. But um, we're 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 missing the 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 main thing, which is that the play is happening, and um, I I wanna say that it's it, it's like it's 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 a very like bad showcase of appropriation, like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I I I don't know how to speak for the songs because it's songs that we've heard before. So right. Like new songs don't happen yeah. for like this little bit of when they're doing the play, and I oh there was also a part that was missed where Joel uh came backstage to the door of um Camilla and was like Camilla you shouldn't do the show there's like a killer and it's like yeah okay Joel thanks. And it, it it doesn't really do anything because she just shuts the door on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. But um, we get the first inkling that the killer is here because sure. uh, the 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 killer goes backstage after I think Sam is the first murder. Is Sam the first murder? I think he is. Is he? I think he is. I don't for, know. For I know night. someone gets nailed. On the face, a bunch oh, first, um, I think. that's the the costume, the costume girl. Yeah, the costume. Yeah, they said her name. I don't remember. Sure, but mm-hmm. um, she's the one who designed the mask. But he goes into his dressing room to do a quick change, and he's like looking for her initially because he's like, "This is my quick change time. Where are you?" And a hand goes on his shoulder, and he's like. Uh, it's, uh, it's something something about the show yeah. and 
he looks at the side and sees her nailed face. Yeah. Um, Which is a reference to something I know, it's but I don't know Final what Destination. it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> it, it could also be a reference to Pinhead, um, the, the Cenobites from Pinhead, which is like a torture thing, but I think it's more a reference to um, one of the deaths from Final Destination. Which one is it? Three, two... Three, two... It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it is a final destination. Um, um, but yeah. At this point, I wrote, what is this phantom even about? Like, what is this ghost dude even about? Like, what's what's your deal? What's your what's your beef, man? Like, why are you murdering these people? Like, Sam didn't really do anything wrong. Um, <laughs> apart from the one time when he... what Was, was it him who said um, that... Uh, the, the 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 Kylie that that their mom slept around a lot or something. I don't think it was him that said it. I think he just laughed at that. Mm-hmm. But it's like other people have said worse things than him. He didn't really do anything wrong. Why is why is why is the costume director dead? Why yeah. is he dead now? Yeah. It's honest. Also, where did you get those saw blade things with the finger holes mm-hmm. for you? <laughs> where are you getting this material? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Sam Sam gets murdered, and so when Camilla as Sophia comes out for her uh, moment where the the hand where he's meant to come and hold her from the yeah. the one the moment that we spoke about earlier when Sam was rehearsing he doesn't appear because yeah. he's dead, and, and she like says it twice and then she runs off stage, <laughs> and I was like, but uh, truthfully, what would I do like yeah. I've been a director before. What the fuck would I do <laughs> if my maid just wasn't on stage <laughs> for the scene? Like completely wasn't on stage, and it's not like it does. There's no real indication that he's just delayed because of the quick change or anything. He's just not there. But also, Camilla gives up pretty quickly. She doesn't improvise anything at all. She just goes, <laughs> "I'm gonna say this line now, Master me now." Yeah. Take me now, and then she like <laughs> she immediately runs she off. She steps back a couple steps, and then like runs, runs off. It's <laughs> like all right, and I'm like no. Also, um, anything else? And during her um little aria thing, the um the girl who was shoved aside for her, Liz, yeah. is up in the rafters doing a reference to Carrie. Yeah. Um, the red the paint. Red paint, yeah. Um, she has a bucket and is up in the rafters, but she gets knocked out or something. Mm. Then we go to one of Liz's former friends, I guess. I mean, they were in the kind of company of Liz. Yeah. But then as soon as... um. Camilla became Sophia properly. She was like, okay, so I'm going to show you how to do things properly. And she's doing all the vocal exercises and helping her thing. And it's like, the only actual, like, music theater camp bit (laughs) of this entire show. Yeah, and then she, like, was like, oh, we put on the shower or whatever, so that, like, um, when you come in, it's, like, all steamy and stuff for can hydrate your hydrate cord. yeah or whatever <laughs> sure she gets murdered right yeah she does okay. she gets she turns on the shower and she gets stabbed i think by the killer which again she didn't do anything <laughs> yeah yeah like normally it would be like all oh, these people were all terrible to like 
Camilla and that would be a reason to kill them. Yeah. There was no reason to kill anyone there. I mean, like, even regardless of who the murderer ends up being, if, even if Camilla was one of the intended targets at the end of the day, like, I don't get why many of these people died. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it makes it very obvious that, like, by killing maybe Liz and the director specifically, that, oh, that's because they were awful to Camilla in some way. But, like, they kill all these other innocent people for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And it's like, what is happening? What is your deal? What is your deal? But, yeah. Um, when they heal that girl, I wrote, actually, I wrote, like, why is she, this girl still doing vocal Because <laughs> When we do cut to her right before her being killed, she's still warming her voice up. I'm like, girl. <laughs> She, um, Camilla runs in trying to find Sam and finds his dead body and the costume director's dead body and sees the, the head, the headset that Joel was meant to have. And she, 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 she talks into the headset like, there's a killer in the theater. This guy was like, just say that Sam is dead. Mm. Like, don't say... There's a killer in the theater, like, because he's like, um, the stage director and they're like, yeah, that's your line. Now go say it on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. The sort of, like, there's a killer in the theater because they're doing the play, but then the play and the play is, the things that are happening in the play are kind of happening on, like, in, on, in real life within their universe or whatever. And so the killer being in the theater, being her line, but also <laughs> being her line is really funny. I'm just like in that in that instance. Are you stuck? Are you a record? Can you not express anything else? Because she says there's a killer in the theater. Then she says there's a killer in the theater. Then she screams there's a killer in the theater. I was like, just say Sam's dead. <laughs> someone's dead. <laughs> I think we should shut the show down. Run for your life. Something. Yes. Anything. <laughs> just say. Yeah, I swear. Uh, and then she just like, throws him down and runs out again. And then she runs into the dead body of the girl who was helping her. Yeah. With the vocals, like, that's sad, too. And she picks up the blade. I'm like, girl, don't pick that up. That's evidence. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get your fingerprints off of that. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, she runs. She's, I don't know. Then we have, like, an extended chase scene where we're cutting back to the stage where the show is crashing horrendously. <laughs> So freaking painful to watch. They're just playing random music. Like, who's dancing with the dead body? Is it a dead body? No, no with uh, Liz inside the, the thing. So yeah. Liz, is, Liz is in the costume of the... I'm trying to figure out how many versions of the costume they had. Right. But Liz is in the costume of the um, the opera ghost. Yeah. And she's, like, tied up. But I also think she's probably delirious from getting hit on the head because she's just swaying back and forth and stumbling. Yeah. And, oh, and the stage director goes on stage because yeah. he's like, because he initially earlier on said, I don't go on stage because I have stage fright or whatever. But mm-hmm. then now he's like, I guess it's my moment. <laughs> ah! It's like, no one is talking to me and we have dead stage. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And he goes on and does something. Yeah. Dances with who he thinks is Sam, I think, yeah. at the time. Anyway. Cut back to Camilla and her running away from the murderer and then into Meatloaf, I think? 
No, what happened was, um, I'm trying to remember how this timeline worked. Because yeah, the thing is, she, okay, so the thing is, at this point in the movie, you lose the will to live. And <laughs> so much is happening, but also anything could be mistaken for anything within the timeline, quote unquote, of what's going on. Yeah, because... Like the sequence of events. Because, um... No, the running happens later because what happens is the killer goes to find um Meatloaf, mm. um knocks him over, uh drags him somewhere else, sits him in a chair. It looks like the cafeteria, and then starts singing to Meatloaf mm. like metal screaming. There's a line that he says when he's metal singing at meatloaf mm. that i don't remember exactly but i found it hilarious at the time because of the the cadence of it right but i'm trying to remember so the killer has like does this like sarcastic like scream like kind of banter i don't know he's like sarcastic and talks kind of like the scream uh dude um my brain is Melting. Um, <laughs> is his name talk. Billy? The Scream guy? Yeah. Skeet um, Ulrich's character? Okay. I don't know. Well, yeah. Scream, like, is, you know, is very sarcastic and the way he talks and stuff. And it's sort of, I think, an homage to that. Mm-hmm. He does this little song and dance, but uh, with, um, with Meatloaf's character. And we get to the point where she wasn't running from anyone. She was just running. And she comes upon um, uh, the killer and Meatloaf, who is tied to a chair. Mm-hmm. And it gets revealed that the killer is it's the brother. Buddy. And I wrote, I fucking knew it <laughs> i was like sure I, I i i wondered why they do that because i'm like the brother is the one that makes the most sense in yeah. this place why would you do that yeah because it turns out that he had a i'm guessing a psychotic break because when he was a child um his not father meatloaf <laughs> Is actually the one who killed his mother. Yep. Uh, dressed up as the opera ghost. Because he knew that she was having an affair. Yeah. And yeah, because of it, he murdered her. Which makes no sense. You're the producer of the fucking show, and then like you took your lead away. <laughs> Whatever. And Buddy saw all of it because he was in the closet. I just had like a really like small revelation and I felt like my brain slide out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> he was hiding um in the in the in the in, among the clothes of his mother mm. and he saw that happen and Meatloaf Killer said uh, uh, she just had an accident and he was going to clean everything up and he kept quiet all these years because he was afraid. Sure. Because at this point, I wrote, why on earth did you just stay with this dude for a decade? Because that, that's when I was like, 
wondering is was there no other family members you mm-hmm. could go to like was there was there no other options that you went to this man who wasn't as far as we know married to your mother and therefore wasn't your legal guardian in any way shape or form mm-hmm. you just were near him and he was an adult but so uh, uh, yeah i was just like what <laughs> why'd you stay with him for a decade after you witnessed him murder your mother i mean like when he, if if he was as young as i think they were i don't think they had much choice but also i think maybe he was like i i felt a little because he grew up to seem quiet but relatively adjusted Sure. Like, outwardly. So, to see him at the end with, like, the half-face of makeup, looking like Jason. Anyway, Meatloaf kills him. <laughs> <laughs> they, ha- they have a little um, battle. Meatloaf gets free from the chair. And they tussle. B- he- Buddy accidentally hits his sister with a frying pan and he spins around like he killed her. Like, the, the whole, th- that particular moment when he he rears his hand back to strike down at Meatloaf, yeah. but he thwacks her in the head. And she goes down like a sack of bricks. Yeah. And he spins around. The look on his, it, it was so dramatic. He looks tormented by the fact that he hit his sister with a frying pan. I'm like, I've done worst on accident. <laughs> oh, but then Meatloaf killed him and this is when we get um the chase with um her running through the woods uh screaming for help as meatloaf i don't know why she didn't just go to the state like to the theater i mean i guess that's one the most populated place (laughs) and so safety in numbers and two, you can yell, hey, somebody call the police or something, because <laughs> Meatloaf is a murderer. You ah. are asking this in this movie where nothing makes sense. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> nothing makes sense in this movie. You're asking a lot. You're I asking know. so I know, much. I know. It's my fault for wanting logic. Also, there's this scene that happens where we cut to Joel and he's looking in a trash can. Who is dead in there? Because I couldn't see the face. Of... Isn't it just um, Artie's body? Okay, that makes sense. Um, because I was like, who is that? Because for, sec- for a second, I thought it was the custodian. Right. But he's alive. So I was like, who? But if you say it's Artie, then it's probably Artie. Because I just, I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, she runs back through the woods. Um, Joel hears her screams as she re-enters into the stage door of the theater. Yeah. Um, she goes to the tech area and picks up the power saw. Um, as Meatloaf, because what is his name in the show? I keep calling him. It's like disrespectful to to him. Um, is it Roger McCall? Sure. So Roger um, reappears uh, and is like, "This was a mess, but we'll clean everything up, and everything will be fine." And like he's trying to hush her, and he's got she's got like the the bandsaw mm-hmm. like pressed against him, but she's not. Her hand is like flickering over the the button to press, and it's like press it, press the thing, yeah, get him. 
And then turns out it was a bird. Ah, and then he's like, haha, got the upper hand. Just kidding. Joel plugs it in. Boom. He's dead. Like, he dies gruesomely. Like, it takes a while for him to die. Yeah. But, and she's, yeah. like, sprayed with his blood. And then she goes on stage. Me- meanwhile, um, <laughs> meanwhile, the stage director and Liz are singing the duet aria thing. It's like, yeah. It's like, you got over your stage fright. Yeah. Yay. And, and then the bucket um, comes down on Liz. Liz. And she's like, reveals to be Liz. Drenched in, like, the blood. And Camilla's backing out onto the stage and catches Liz. And although there was, I don't remember when it happened because everything was happening at once where the audience was, like, getting up to leave. Like, the show was ended. And then she came back out. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. It was, like, as that was just before or right as the paint fell or whatever. They were like, oh, thank God, it's over. This was a disaster. And then Camilla is back on stage. She's like, oh, come on, man. It's just funny because as we're describing it, I am realizing that not much of what we're saying is making sense. I'm like, you don't understand this movie. (laughs) So it doesn't make sense. Like, we're doing the best we can. Yeah, it's so hard. Also, they do that thing again where Camilla is somewhere, leaving someone behind her, and they end up ahead of her with Meatloaf. Because she outran him, mm-hmm. and yet he's there. Yeah, to, to like, put, to, put her hand over Yeah, I was like, what? How? <laughs> Where are the shortcuts? Please show me. But yeah, that happens. And then it's kind of the end, and they revive the show on Broadway with um, Camilla as Sophia, and they have a really... Okay, so Dan Levy's in this for like all of three (laughs) seconds, and I screamed. I was like... I was so excited. I'm like, of course he's in it. He's Canadian. Um, but yeah, he has a little cameo where he's, um, a reporter, like, asking, like, oh, this is the show, the haunt, Phantom of the Opera, the haunting of the opera, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, yay, that's all I wanted. And. (laughs) Yeah, I think he said it's been, like, some, uh number of years since the massacre and they brought the show here and then yeah. Camilla is like in her dressing room looking like a little starlet she got a haircut and she's getting ready and you can see that there's like some kind of relationship that she has with that producer guy mm-hmm. um because he like touches her chin but you know it's not like a you're gonna do great kid kind of chin touch it's like a touch her chin and then continue to touch her chin for a like unnecessarily long amount of time yeah. in a kind of possessive ish way. Yeah. I was like, why do all the guys gotta be gross? Like, honestly. I mean, it's just a repeating of the pattern or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like staring in the mirror, and then like, um, the an opera ghost hops out at her, and yeah. it turns out she's just hallucinating. Jk, Jk, yeah, don't because worry, like she's not gonna the die. Song, she now she is forever haunted. Yeah. By the movie's over. By the <laughs> ghost. 
And oh my god, finally. <laughs> Although I listened to the I listened to the end credits. Oh yeah. And then he's just like singing. Yeah. Like he's like doing like mini reprises of all the songs that it went through. And then at the very end this isn't even related to the movie. I just I I wasn't like paying full attention and then at the very, very end he's like what are you watching this on? Are you pirating this? Yeah, it's fun to be a pirate. <laughs> I was like, good lord. <laughs> what even is this movie? But yeah, oh my god, it is over. Ugh. I feel like we ran a marathon. <laughs> this is a lot. I uh, It was a lot for a movie that I didn't really like that much. Um... And it may seem like I'm, like, I, I don't like to necessarily dump on, like, things that I feel like could be someone's passion project. Ugh. This doesn't feel like a passion project to me, though, so <laughs> I feel kind of okay being, like, I hated it, and <laughs> it was bad, because it is objectively bad. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, the whole thing, it felt like... It should have been funnier yeah. than it was. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. Sometimes I couldn't tell if it was trying to be serious or funny and failing. Mm. So it's like I'm not sure about this entire thing. Yeah, I mean, also like, okay, so it's a parody of musicals, but also a parody of slasher films. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the times the references they make are references for reference sake. Yeah. And it's not like a comment on anything. Yeah. It's not like a real joke. It's like um those like the date movie and yeah. epic movie and all those films that make like um references to pop culture stuff but then don't go any further with it, and that's meant to be the joke. But it's yeah. so, like, that's, like, an empty joke. Like, it's not funny, because it's just a reference. It's just yeah. a thing to go, oh, I recognize that. I mean, yeah. they, like I said, there were, like, bits and pieces that I that had, like, really funny jokes that I was like, uh-huh, I found that funny. And so, like, I don't know. It feels like it just, it fails as, it fails as a musical completely as well, because <laughs> the songs they have good. five songs. Like, even if the songs were good, they have, like, five. Yeah. Right? They have the song that they continuously repeat, the the aria of mm-hmm. um, being forever haunted or whatever, which, by the way, does not have a name because in the soundtrack, every time it's appeared, it's a different name because <laughs> it appears in the audition and it appears here and there, but it's never, it doesn't really have a name. Um, but, yeah, so... They have, like, those few songs or whatever, but, like, uh, what, they just repeat them. And, like, yes, reprises happen in musicals, but usually they have something changed in the circumstances of the show, of the narrative that makes those lyrics have different meaning or make us remember oh, what a time in the first act when this song was sung and, like, everything was great. Now look at how shitty everything is. And we're reminded how shitty it is because 
with this same tune from before, Mm -hmm. you know, like, this doesn't. They don't, they just repeat the songs (laughs) ad nauseum. And it just, it just pissed me off a lot with that. Um, I I really wish they'd tried. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like they did. And maybe they did, but it it doesn't feel like they did. I just, I feel like, I feel, you know, sometimes you have an idea for a musical Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have ideas for songs Mm. that can fit the musical. I feel like they went in with the premise of let's make a horror musical but no one like the the songwriters this is not shade to songwriters but songs can sometimes be the redeeming things. Mm -hmm. The songs did not help Mm -hmm. the movie Mm -hmm. at all. The songs were like I don't know if they brought it down, but they did not help. Yeah. Because it can be like, you know, this entire thing is trash, but the songs were great. Right. So that can happen. But it's like, this entire thing was trash, period. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like they didn't even like, tr- like they didn't spot any places within the movie to have songs outside of the we're here bit and the like the only like the meatloaf songs I guess were the ones that generally were like part of a musical and not just the show within a show because they really 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 rely really heavily on that aspect of it and sort of leave it at that and they're like you know this is a thing that can be forgiven because rehearse when you rehearse a show you sing the same songs over and over and you hear the same songs over and over until opening night, until closing night. It's just the same songs. Yeah. And there is a way they could have done some of that and made it interesting. So, like, yes, they have us hear a little bit of that song, but then overall it's a completely different thing that's happening and a completely different song. And maybe within a song that's happening because they're singing what they're doing or how they're feeling or whatever – um, have a little bit of the aria or a duet or whatever that happens within the show, but woof. <laughs> like the only time that I, there were two moments that I enjoyed. One was during the audition yeah. when Joel started to sing with her. I'm like, oh, they're building sure. on a song because at that point we'd only heard that song once before right. when um. Mini Driver had sung it. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, so maybe they're going to like continue to build on this song. Right. Like as we go on. And it's going to like change. But nope, they just sang it again. And in again. the previous way. Um, and again. And I know you don't like it, but I really enjoyed every time the we, saw, we saw the killer. Because I'm just like, because everything is just like, light and areas sure. and then we get to him and it's like metal and thrashing and he's screaming underground I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, was just like I don't know I think oh I would I wouldn't have minded if it was good <laughs> fair you know enough. like it's fair I wouldn't have minded how jarring it is if it was not bad yeah and the fact that it was bad is the thing that just sort of 
I think it makes it even more jarring. I just, I think I just felt entertained sure. by him. That's like fair. I was not entertained by this movie, but I was entertained by, by him, him in those moments because I was fair just enough. like, "Who are you?" Like yeah. they're driving this mystery so hard, and they're giving us all these suspects. It's like, "Who are you, and why are you so angry?" Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's fair. Uh, okay, I guess we can rate it now. <laughs> I don't know, like, ugh, I was, I'm just, I think more exasperated, not because, not simply because it's bad, but because it is something that is so within, like, the, within the highlighted part of, like, the Venn diagram of things that I'm interested in, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, horror and um, musicals, perfect, yes, let's do it. And then it just sucked. And, and it's just like, ah, oh, it's making me so tired. Because I, I, w- I should have enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. Anyway, let's get into reading. Okay, so for the overall story no let's do music first for the music and choreography or whatever theatricalnessness mm-hmm. of this i fully give it half a bloody knife <laughs> um i didn't enjoy the music all that much i would have enjoyed i would have enjoyed the aria had i not heard it a thousand times mm-hmm. like if we'd only heard it with mini driver at the first time and then at the end again or whatever cool would have loved it and then the rest in the middle could have done whatever it wanted but like I, I, all the music just did not it didn't make me want to watch this again so half a bloody knife <laughs> what about you like i i watched this really not really late but i watched this late at night mm. And I felt tired <laughs> watching this movie. Like, I wasn't tired when I started, and I just felt tired. I was like, this is, this is taking so much energy yeah. <laughs> to continue. And you shouldn't feel that way mm-hmm. when you're watching something that's meant to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give it, because again, I am a diplomatic person. <laughs> Um, so I guess out of five or something, I'll give it like one bloody knife. I'll give it like a knife, like a whole blade. <laughs> Fair enough. I have like a whole broken one. <laughs> um, for the story on its own, um, I mean, was there a character arc that happened? No. <laughs> was, was there like severe developments that happened absolutely not it's just things happened slowly (laughs) i mean i i and then really quickly at the end you can't ask much from a horror movie yes because there are it's very rare that you get a slasher movie with a deep plot like that doesn't happen i mean yeah they're built to be very like empty calorie yeah like where it's just like here are a bunch of teenagers here's the very different creative ways that they get killed yeah also 
musicals tend to be two hours to t- this movie was like an hour and 20 minutes sure so it, it, it's it would be difficult i don't think they had enough to stretch yeah for more than that yeah i think because i expect more from a musical in sure. terms of a story yeah when you give me a musical slasher so it has songs but they're empty songs and there's no plot mm-hmm. and things are just happening because mm-hmm. yeah it just makes me feel like there was no point yeah to the because I, I didn't get to go on much of a journey yeah. with anyone yeah i feel like we were meant to go on a journey with camilla where she's a child who's lost her mother and she's trying to follow in her mother's footsteps but all we got were like a lot of gross people and death again like the story whatever i don't give a shit it's i'm gonna give it like again i'm actually i'm gonna give it nothing i'm giving it nothing (laughs) for the story because zero kabuki masks because i just i didn't like it i really didn't like it i wanted to so badly like it yeah and you know plays within a play they they can be a thing they can be fine they can be fun um, you know, we're at a musical theater camp. That should have been cool yeah. and fun. We didn't really get to see them do anything. 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 <laughs> you know? Like, fucking Camp Rock 2 did better. And it's I, not I even think, a musical theater camp. I think it's also because we didn't really... We didn't get to see anyone else except for Camilla, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Like, we didn't get to see how things affected Buddy. We didn't get to see how things um, affected anyone else in the camp. We didn't get to see anyone else's character development. Yeah. There wasn't a B story. Yeah. It was like the A story and the A story wasn't entertaining enough. And I mean, there was like threads. So like the, um, what's his face? Sam's thread of heterosexual homosexuality. And kind of Liz's sort of rivalry with Camilla, but like really there wasn't really there's really absolutely nothing. There's no substance to this. <laughs> None. So like I said, zero kabuki masks. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that. Yeah. Okay. Overall enjoyment. Look, I did enjoy some bit. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's not completely void of entertainment it's just not worth watching like i'm not like i would not recommend this to anybody i spent money to watch this i watched it on amazon but yeah i don't know like i don't necessarily i don't recommend it at all but like if you are listening to this and you're like this sounds interesting not really, if, but... If, if, if you're here at the end and you're listening to us say this, you're like, you know, I still want to watch it. Good luck, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't stop you, but I don't blame me <laughs> when you get to the end and you're as frustrated as I am right now. <laughs> so overall enjoyment, I'll give it three quarter light bulbs oh. for the light bulb that killed um, Artie. <laughs> I'll give it three quarters of that light bulb specifically. Um, I'll say I, I, I enjoyed the bits where I got to see the killer mm. because I feel like he was the only person that we were getting to see some kind of side to apart from Camilla. So I think that might be why I enjoyed it because Camilla really just like almost nothing in the face. Mm-hmm. Just like 
I, I, I almost prefer someone in a mask screaming about kids singing the same songs. So I'm just like, sure. I feel that. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was literally just down in the basement screaming about how they're singing their stupid songs. Yeah. I was like, but you're also singing. Um, I mean, he was more screaming, but yeah, <laughs> sure. And I think for that reason, I'll give it like two, like two light bulbs. But then again, I can find enjoyment in the simplest of things. <laughs> like, I I don't think it's a good movie. Mm. I'm putting that out there. I don't think it's a good movie. I think if you're looking for something to, like, just waste some time, sure. Um, but if you're looking for something with, like, actual, like, entertainment value and something that... Um, you're gonna be like thinking about like this is not it. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the one. Yeah. Woof. Dare I say the worst one we've seen so far. <laughs> Normally we're very nice about things. Yeah. Like honestly, truly, I like I said, I um I, I tend to be very like forgiving. Yeah. Because I know how hard it is to write songs, and I know how hard it is to write a story yeah. and dialogue and things. Not everyone is, you know, um, fucking Aaron Sorkin or whatever. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's the, not everyone's like gonna be really good at presenting an entire narrative with song and interesting visuals and interesting characters and all of that, and I get it. So, generally, I'm very, I'm quick to defend Mm -hmm. a creator, but in this case, I just, it felt so gross and, like, in in a lot of the parts and, like, no substance and it just, just, so disheartening. (laughs) But, yeah, that is, that is it. Yeah, that is it. You want to do what you're obsessed with? <laughs> uh, so, um, this segment where we talk about um, our obsessions in relation to musical theater. Yeah. I don't have a particular like musical that I am obsessed with, nor is it like a person from a musical. It is literally just a single YouTube video where they are tracking all um, a bunch of songs that end. In the same words. I'll tweet it. You can send me the link. I'll tweet it um, from our yeah, it's Twitter. Just, just, it's a 10-minute video called Common Song Endings in Musical Theater. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's just a bunch of show clips. And some of them are bootleg and some are not. It's so stupid. Just listening to a bunch of different songs. And they don't sound the same, but they all end in... Tonight! Tonight! Tonight, tonight. (laughs) It's it's honestly it's so dumb, and I just enjoy watching it. Okay, I'll I'll definitely give it a watch. So this week, I'm obsessed with um the musical You and I. So it's a new musical that I saw. I got to got to see in Edinburgh Fringe Festival and recently they were on this podcast called All That Scratch where like new musicals get to showcase some songs or whatever and they sang two songs from the musical You and I um not my favorite songs which is sad but um it's 
such a good show. I don't know when or if there will ever be like a full recording of the show or something that we can all enjoy. But for now, at the very least, through two of the songs on the All That Scratch um, podcast recent episode as of recording this episode currently, and I'll go give it a listen. All That Scratch is a very good podcast, by the way. Um, so you might want to subscribe to it or whatever. But anyway, you and I, very good show. It's like um, heartbreaking and funny. And the premise of it is like this girl who's like a recluse kind of sort of introverted. And one day a an AI robot um, humanoid <laughs> Uh, pops up in like a box or whatever and she opens it and it's a robot and she's like what the heck and it's just like hijinks and ensues and it's really fun it's fun and then very very sad but very very fun okay so the reason I'm looking at you with this particular thing <laughs> is that I was writing a story very similar to this oh. so that's one and also why didn't you tell me about this I love robots <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. It was actually one of two of my favorite things that I saw in Edinburgh Fringe this year. So it's very, very good. I really hope they get to do more stuff um, and record like a cast album because the girl that plays or the woman, I guess, that plays the main character, Fran, her voice is so like melodic and like... What's the word? Um, mellifluous. <laughs> so good. I just, she's very, very, very good. And I really liked it. And I want to tack this on at the end. I'm also obsessed with the show The Politician, which has Ben Platt in it. He sings oh, like two or three songs. Platt. Listen, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't intend to have a second Ben Platt thing. And I'm probably going to have a third because he has like um, some... Netflix special gonna oh happen soon, God. so I might be obsessed with that the next time. You're just obsessed with Ben Platt. That is fine. <laughs> I just want to be his friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I'm obsessed with this week. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast and bearing with us as we try and synopsize this nonsense movie. Imagine one day we get popular enough that Ben Platt is here. I would cry. No, I wouldn't because I don't cry. But I would be very ecstatic. But yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TMMTMM Podcast. That is TMMTMM Podcast. Um, you can follow us on Tumblr at Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com. You can email us. If you wanted to, don't know why you would, but if you wanted to, like, ask us something or tell us something, go ahead and email us at tellmemoretellmemorepodcast at gmail.com. And also, we have, technically, we have a Patreon. We don't use it because we, obviously, we don't have patrons yet, and that's because we haven't advertised. Anyway, we have a Patreon. Uh, become a patron, and we will start making, or, uh, yeah, bonus content basically for the patreon that will be exclusive to those who are patrons 
Um, so like extra episodes of stuff of stuff when like that we don't want to have like in the main yeah. RSS feed, I guess. Or maybe if there's like requests. Yeah, like that something people have. specific. Like um, we will figure out specifically what it is that you want and what we can do for the extra content. But yeah, go ahead and become a patron. Um, we don't have tiers or anything. It's kind of at the, you can donate as much as you want or as little as you want. So, you know, whatever. Go ahead. It is Tell Me More, Tell Me More podcast. Look it up on Patreon. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening and uh, bye-bye. I've been your host, Leah, by the way. And I've been your host, Adicia. <laughs> this has been Tell Me More, Tell Me More podcast. And we're heading out now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>